What's up, my people? Welcome to Fellowship Bible Church's Sermon Spotlight, where we're coming at you each and every week with a fresh weekend to debrief in an effort to send biblical truth. And what better way to do that than by the power of conversation? I'm Caleb Pearson. It feels like I'm here with everyone. Mark, I'll come your way first. What is up? How are you? Good to see you, man. Uh, we'll keep this brief, but okay. where were you and why are you back? Well, I did go on vacation. And I, you know, I'm, I'm a shy person at heart. And I don't like to brag or like to talk. Yeah, you know, my wife calls me an extrovert for hire. So therefore, you know, I I talk a lot when I have to, but I don't. (laughs) So anyway, bragging about like where I've been and stuff like that is not at the core of my nature. But we did have a family trip to Iceland and it was amazing. Very cool. And we're just able to see God's creation all throughout that whole country. And the culture there is really cool. But just seeing just the scenery go from green lush waterfalls to then black lava lava fields to then a glacier to then actually seeing a live volcano i mean it, all in one country hmm. wow. on one island is impressive so it was cool. a great time with family cool. so thank good you good to be back and i did hear you guys last week so i was able to cool to listen to what so you guys you have could to say hear us from that side of the world absolutely <laughs> wow. she's back with far. us the the host trifecta is here miss alicia italia alicia how are you i'm Doing well. Good. We're complete opposite is Iceland right now. We are in a sauna. In yeah, thanks for nothing, Mark. August in Virginia. It yeah. is Didn't hotter than snotter. Yeah. yeah, but guys, he is uh, back with us, was here, uh, I guess, a few weeks ago, months ago. Time flies. Uh, I Not pastor of student while. ministries either. Yeah, I know. Right. You, see, you see the nameplate come up when you're preaching today. Yeah. It's, you know. FBC, FBC Shenandoah. Shenandoah. Yeah, pastor. Yeah, pastor. Yeah, pastor. Pastor Dennis Shenandoah. McNutt. Dennis is here. Uh, thanks for being on, dude. Yeah, thanks yeah, for having exciting. me. Exciting. It's yeah. fun to be in the um, Yeah. All four of us are here. We want this to be very conversational. Address this topic. They gave you such a light, easy topic for your last sermon. Right. I told Mark. I said, you know, for my last sermon on my way out, I think he wanted half the congregation to like escort me down. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's excellent, and I just I want to take a quick moment here just to say thank you for how you have served the body of Christ here and um, your. I, whenever I would see your name come up as, oh, Dennis is preaching, I get so excited because I love to hear you preach. Um, Thank you. But I, our family especially has benefited from you in uh, ministry, and I'm highlighting in particular my middle child, Caleb. Uh, so I told Caleb today that you were going to be on, and so he just wrote a, a little paragraph about you and I wanted to share it with (laughs) you because I hope that it blesses you but I think it also reflects Hmm. just how much you've meant to the youth uh, over the years that you've served here so Dennis Caleb says walked with me and watched me go through almost my full youth experience with FBC he was my small group leader but the impact he had on me and my faith was probably one of the most significant influences throughout my youth years he has a great way of teaching the lessons we'd go through, and we would, and he'd make them very applicable to the life of a high school boy. In addition to that, he's just a fun guy to be around. My friend Joseph and I were just talking about how we missed Dennis and wanted to see him again. The most powerful impact Dennis had on me was the Maven Truth trip in 2019. It was a week-long trip in D.C. to learn and practice apologetics. The conversations that we had on that trip 
were truly life-changing. I feel that God used dentists in, in so many ways in my life to help me grow closer to him, and I know that I am not the only person that dentists helped further their faith. I feel that as Dennis steps into this new church, that God will continue to use him in ways that will help grow the kingdom of God and bring more glory to the Lord. Cool. So thank you for the impact that you've yeah, had on you. our family. So thank you, Caleb. Yeah. There you go. I, <laughs> thank you, Caleb. I normally tell you what you're going to get on the podcast, but we didn't tell you. Yeah, 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 yeah. It surprised me with um, that one. Students, yeah. you know, yeah, they're going to be missed, it. but we've got Caleb to step in. Yeah. Well, they did the commissioning this, this, this Sunday, too. So that was emotional for yeah. Andy yeah. and I, too. And, um, you know, like I... I wish I would have been able to just take more time to thank, you know, the role models at FBC, the pastors, the elders, and just the family of the church. And the, um, yeah. it's just very special to us. But it's and, neat to see how, like, it, Mark Carey likes to, you know, have those moments where he mentors. And I know that he has mm -hmm. worked with you also, oh, yeah. mm -hmm. specifically from, like, the preaching standpoint. Mm -hmm. And to see kind of the training wheels now come off, you know, I have no <laughs> idea what that's like. Yeah. I don't preach. Right. But to, to have him be like, okay, Dennis, I'm giving you the toughest passage here. And, and kind of laugh about that. Yeah, but then sure. it was, I thought the sermon was great from that standpoint mm -hmm. of the communication, of the content, a lot of research, you know. I can't imagine how many hours goes into something like well, that. Well, and so yeah. I'm sure we have like some questions, some talking points yes. to bring up. And so with with the commissioning and and what I would wonder is, did it even cut into your sermon time stumps some? Like, was there anything that you would want to elaborate on and use the time here? There is so much on that. You know, there were so many roads that could have gone down. I mean, still like the Wednesday of last week, I was at about a five hour sermon, you know, so <laughs> still like trimming down, you know, cause you, you study and you prepare and mm -hmm. then you, then the hard part is just whittling it down and yeah. then, and then trying to find that, that thread that you want to carry mm -hmm. through that, um, the time you're there. So there's so much that gets left on the cutting room floor as you're preparing. So sermon, one, so. one little side to that is, um, Normally, the sermon notes are posted on the email that goes out to the church, and they weren't attached to that. So um, if you're looking for the sermon notes, go to the church website, mm. and you can click sermon notes, and they'll it'll they'll come up. And uh, so that's what I did, which the, the notes were so helpful um, because it was so much information. But just as you were saying, the notes kind of brought that thread through throughout of just how do we live in this world for the glory of God in view of these mercies that we've learned from chapter 12 in Romans. Now mm. our minds have been transformed and now how do, what kind of attitude are we to have towards these governing authorities? And, um, so I just, I thought you did a really great job. Yeah. It's helpful to go in bringing all that do through. what you did to give a quick review of mm -hmm. Romans 12, a quick review of what Mark did last week, which is, great to set up kind of theology of nations yeah, yeah, to then dive into the package of here. And I wanted to comment of last podcast. I, I wish I could have commented more about the, the idea of like the, the principalities over the nations and that Daniel 10 passage that mm -hmm. Mark brought out of just the overseers, the demonic overseers of each nation. Right. Like and he, nation he referenced, its own, Oh, by the way, America, the United States demon, of America right? has our own yeah. over that. Yeah. And my big takeaway over these past two weeks, and even specifically yours, Dennis, was just the need for all of us to have spiritual eyes mm -hmm. and to have the appropriate world perspective. Because when we lose that perspective, we get caught up in, in the, the politics and we get right. caught, caught up in yeah. the government. We get caught up in what is the here and now for me. And when we recognize there are forces <laughs> waging wars 
around us and above us and that go well beyond a Donald Trump or a Joe Biden or any other things that are going on with our political system. Man, and then you think about what goes on around the rest of the world, Nigeria or yeah. China. Right. Just that was my big takeaway. It was just have that world perspective, have that bigger picture and recognize, man, there is things that go well, way beyond us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So to get the ball rolling here then, have you had conversations with anybody since since going through Romans 13, is there something you, you see merit in elaborating on? I mean, what? Well, I thought, you know, as we came in today, some of the feedback or questions that we got, a lot of it, people wanted me to get way more specific. Mm -hmm. Like, what do I do? Do I get a vaccine or not get a vaccine? Mm -hmm. You know, do we worship standing on one foot or not one foot? Or, <laughs> you know, I left some of these questions out there hanging because my my bigger my decision was to focus on that attitude mm. that we are mm -hmm. always to be subject in every situation to yeah. every th authority, whether we obey or not. So that was kind of one of the big, you know, so I wanted to focus on that. So even in our disobedience, if we're not able to conform to what society is asking us to conform to, we are still going to be uh, subject to because mm. there's, uh, that is the call. Always mm. subject. Always yeah. subject to yeah. every authority. And, and right. Uh, there's questions about that, you know? Sure. And yeah. You brought yeah. So that then, out. Well, what about situations? Sure. Like, and so we could play with some of those situations. Let's pick something. I mean, that's, the, that's what this conversation is all about, right? <laughs> right, right. Let's, let's get real. I mean, yeah. So, you know, those were kind of where I wanted to go. And, you know, because throughout history, this passage has taken, you know, there's it's interpreted in, in a number of different ways. I mean, it, it's used to support slavery or for Christians, the, for the church to stand by while evils are being committed in Nazi Germany, should mm -hmm. they... Uh, how involved should the church been? And so you had some churches saying, well, it's the law of the land. We're going to subject ourselves to the law. So they're not helping out their Jewish brethren. And then you have others that are uh, signing up, like a Dietrich Bonhoeffer who's signing mm. up to assassinate mm. uh, Hitler, right? Yeah. So you get these right. all these different um, mm. ways that people have, uh, you know, so I... You know, so it's, you know, when you go through the historical interpretation, you're wrestling with all those and trying best, how does this fit in the context of Romans? Mm -hmm. And what are we to take away? Like, how do we apply it in those difficult situations? Mm -hmm. um, so that, some of that would be fun to talk through. And, and Well, when I was talking with a friend uh, yesterday evening, actually, and she and her husband had multiple questions about the, the sermon. And one, their, the biggest one was, do we stand on one foot if that's the only way that we can worship? Um, and in your sermon, you had mentioned, you know, with, with our elder board, you know, that would be something that our elder board would have to wrestle with. And um, we've talked about this before on the podcast, but it, um, it's neat how in our own church government of sorts that we do have that elder board that also helps um, by the leading of the spirit walk our congregation through hard things. Right. And that's another authority. Like, so in my life as a pastor or just a, a, a Christian, right, there's that, like, that's an authority where there's another biblical passage that says be subject to mm -hmm. your, right. your leaders, right? right? So there's these, uh, these are these realms of authority that God has given that we're called to be subject even to one another. And, but what does, what permission does that give then? Or, and how does that tie into obedience to right. everything that is said? I mean, and let's insert so, that. So you, you picked the the analogy of standing one leg, which is yeah. kind of a ridiculous It's a analogy. ridiculous, right. And I, and I started but, with the husband to the wife, to the wife right, right. earlier, right. right? And so I, I I think I didn't maybe make it in clear, as clear in one of the services as I wanted to, but I, 
I was wanting to communicate across it. A, a wife would be would not obey that, right? So I, maybe yeah. I didn't come right out and say that. Yeah. I was trying to communicate that in a way that would say that, and the wife wouldn't obey that. And I and I think the biblical text doesn't require, doesn't mm-hmm. obligate the wife to obey every whim that the husband may come up with. And so I tried to throw that ridiculous example out to say, no, the wife isn't obligated by scripture to obey every whim like that. She's obligated to that submission, subjection. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And how is that different from a outright obedience to any yeah. whim? And, and I any, love right? the quote that you had sh- shared, and this was also in the notes, that it's not merely about your action, but your relationship to them. Submission says, you're an authority and I'm not, and I will honor and respect that. Right. And I think that that's so applicable to... Um, so many different scenarios and just recognizing, okay, well, what is my relationship to that person or to that authority, but ultimately to God. And I, I, this is such a strange, but maybe a common example. I was uh, in, in Walmart a few weeks ago and I had bought a whole bunch of stuff and I bought these big planters and in my cart, I put all my groceries in and then I went through the self checkout line and I got to my car and I realized, oh no, I forgot to pay for these planters because I had all the stuff in it. And um, my first thought was, oh, well, are the cameras going to catch me for stealing? <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, right. oh no, yeah. you know, that, that, so that's one authority of like, that keeps us in check, you know, but, yeah. but mm. then it was a real check on my spirit of like, no, my life is before the Lord. I'm going to go back in and I'm going to pay for these separately. And so even when nobody else is looking, mm-hmm. nobody sees, um, what is our relationship to that authority? And that authority is ultimately God's. Exactly. And that's who we're, we are reporting to as citizens of heaven and not necessarily... And that's their emphasis in Romans 13, yep. right? Yep. And that goes back to earlier in Romans 12, where it says we we humble ourselves, mm-hmm. we take this approach to humility, knowing our place, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And that God has put authorities in our lives. And since the um, worship service is near and dear to my heart, that question, Alicia, that your friend gave of like, should we stand on one leg while we're worshiping? Well, let's replace that and, and just say, what if the government says that only you can meet, you know, 50 people at a time or mm-hmm. 20 people at a time? Or what if we're in China and like you, you can't meet at all? How do you reckon with and reconcile what the government is calling you to do versus what the Bible is calling you to do? Mm-hmm. And I think that's where an elder board is so valuable yeah. to have them wrestle with this and have the mm-hmm. spirit lead our church in what is the right and wrong decisions. And, and we can lean on our elders who's leaning on God to give us the right answer of how we respond to one specific standing on a leg to do worship. Right. And so those are the realms of authority that God's given. And at the end of the day, like I need to be convicted on what's right or wrong. Right. So, um, you know, if, the elder board came out with some crazy thing. I don't right. necessarily right. submit we, to that. We right. all need to I, be I'm led in by subjection spirit. to that, but I don't necessarily obey, obey that. And exactly. that was one other yeah. key thing for me coming out of the sermon was your biblical examples mm-hmm. were mostly individuals. Now there's Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and Daniel mm-hmm. that you can look at, but they're individuals. You know, right. look at Esther and how she took a stand to to disobey the government and the rule of that time to make a stand and, and go to her husband essentially to do what she wasn't supposed to do to, to say this yeah. is what you're doing is wrong. Each of us have that Holy Spirit led guidance that we need to listen to. And if God is calling us to take a stand, we should be doing that. But yeah. historically, God isn't calling 
thousands of people at the same time to take that stand. I mean, there's going to be a time and place where maybe the church does rise and take a significant stance on a topic, but I really feel like this, it's us individually yeah. going to the Lord and, and having that walk with him to be able to say, let's discern. What am I supposed to do for this topic? When it's circumstantially, it's, it's, it's a highly volatile situation we can find ourselves in, ever-changing. And I, I think that can be the challenge of wanting more application out of a sermon. Because yeah. mm -hmm. we're, we're giving a sermon to hundreds of people. Uh, sometimes it's a Saturday evening. Sometimes it's a Sunday morning. Even the lifestyle of somebody who goes to FSAT compared to F1 mm -hmm. or F2 could be very different vocationally. And so to really promote the, the biblical awareness of you are you are fitting in this narrative and you can be like one of those examples on the screen of just understanding the difference between submission and obedience and but Dennis, you did throw out some relevant topics yeah. of COVID. Mm -hmm. Well, or and guns, I wanted and there, or right. masks. Or the reason I brought Esther in, and there was one that ended up on the cutting room floor, was the the time that uh, the church, and this was a group, uh, let Paul down in a basket over the city mm -hmm. walls because the city authorities were going to arrest him. Right. So he was actively like avoiding the rest. Right. And and I brought those two in because one of the common ways, one of the most common ways people will teach Romans 13 is to say that we obey the government in everything unless we're commanded to sin. So sin. So in other words, only if I'm, the thing that the government's telling me to do is a sin, that's the only time that I'm off the hook mm. and don't have to obey. And I didn't, I didn't present it that way because I don't think that's necessarily the case. Yeah. Uh, there's well, examples. there's also for conscience sake, the, which is verse right. five. Conscience sake. There's for ministry's sake, mm. uh, for the gospel's sake. Mm -hmm. um, so would it have been a sin for Paul to just let himself be arrested? I don't, you know, no. Yeah, right. But he's like, no, I'm <laughs> preaching the gospel and I'm going <laughs> to preach it as long as I can. Yeah. And I'm going to avoid the authorities right now yeah. to, to do that. So, so the, 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 one of the most common historical church uh, approach to that is saying, well, as long as the government's not commanding me to sin, then we're going to obey it. And 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 I'm not as strong in that camp on, mm -hmm. you know, interpreting it. So way. did you but. find that there's things that you would want to add to that difference of submission versus obey, you know, and that definition? Because I yeah. think you did a really good job of, of presenting right. it, but are there added thoughts that you might have? Well, about I really, what that there was like? a uh, young man that approached me after F2 and he shared an article with me that I read that was just incredibly well done and i and i loved the 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 phrase that he coined that the, the author of that letter coined it was a it was a chinese pastor who his his house church was being starting to be arrested and he expected he was going to be arrested so he wrote this long letter out and it's worth reading and i think maybe we'll include a link to yeah, it definitely put it on the, it on the show channel. notes yeah. but he coined this phrase faithful disobedience Meaning, for the ministry's sake, for the gospel's sake, I'm I am under obligation to to serve God and be in ministry and be about the gospel of Jesus Christ. And uh, I'm going to call the communist regime evil, <laughs> but at the same time, my goal is not to. It's I'm not doing this as a political activism. I'm not trying to. I'm not seeking regime change. I'm not seeking policy change, politics change. I'm not trying to get this person elected, that person elected. Mm. I my priority is the gospel, mm. and if I have to suffer for the gospel's sake, then I'm suffering for Christ, and I don't mind. Like well, not, and, and, and even not, that's and for the gospel. And acknowledging that God had put those authorities in, in that position. Right. Even and, the evil ones. And right. I love reading that letter yeah. because you said you didn't see that until even after your sermon. Right. And how it dovetails with how you unpacked the scripture was 
spot on, yeah, which I can appreciate of how the gospel mm-hmm. stands firm. And that is where I'm, <laughs> that's my bent. That's, I'm going to be presenting the gospel and I'm not here to overturn governments. Right. That's in God's hands. So, so even if you're, even if we as the church are disobeying a local ordinance, that doesn't necessarily mean that it would be sin not to. Our mission is to be proclaiming truth, you know, calling evil, evil, calling good, good, preaching the gospel. Mm-hmm. And if they're going to throw us in prison for that, yeah. then God gave them that authority yeah. to throw us in prison. Yeah. And so be it, yeah. we suffer for the name of Christ. And it makes me also, um, I mean, that's the, we can really scratch your head. Because I know back on the 4th of July sermon that Mark gave on the 3rd, there's a little reference about, you know, our country and how our country was founded. And so bold to say, was our country founded on unbiblical principles mm. of this kind of not being at peace and and not being subservient to the government that was there. You know, there there's this whole. I mean, you can really go yeah, deep. Yeah. So that's a whole. And, and, yeah, and that's how a whole we put such faith in right. our American government, and not to rest in that, but how that was even founded in unpeaceful terms, and maybe even against Romans thirteen of being at peace with the government. Yeah, and even with that, there's some, I went, I tried to not get too far into those weeds in my preparation. Uh-huh. I trying to stick to biblical text, but there are different arguments for that, right? So John Calvin interpreted this, and he came up with this phrase of the, I think he called it the lowest magistrate, meaning when the cop is at my door, it doesn't matter what the president of the United States is saying. Right. Mm-hmm. What matters is the cop is mm-hmm. the cop that is at my door. That right. is the the authority, the authority that I'm submitting to. So in that moment, like I'm appealing to the Constitution or I'm appealing to precedent or this court case, like all of that goes out the window when you're in submission to the lowest level magistrate that is right before you. Mm-hmm. Right. And so anyway, so that whole mm-hmm. John Calvin approach, when you go back to the American Revolution, once the colonies had seceded from the union they are the lowest level magistrate right and so mm-hmm. now you're being invaded by or uh, a foreign country so so anyway there's these there are yeah. different thoughts when you go to in that and mm. and i do think that lowest level magistrate holds some um and to submit know, where and know. to submit and then yeah. to recognize okay where where should i continue to obey and then where is where do i draw the line in the sand but and for me, at today's purposes, for me, the more know. important question is why. Okay, why do I draw the line in the sand, right? And and that's where now we let's get into some of the fun stuff, yep. like you know uh, vaccinations. Sure. All mm-hmm. right. So so if um, I just say personally, like I don't like the idea of being vaccinated. Right. Okay. So. Um, and I don't like the idea because whatever, I don't trust uh, the amount of time, the process that it took to develop it. I don't trust the information that's allowed to be in the public square about it. The, uh, so there's things about it I don't trust. And just me as a person, personality wise, like I don't like medicine anyway. When I, was with, <laughs> when I was with Caleb and I broke my ankle, like they were trying to give me painkillers. And I was like, no, no, don't give me, I'm not taking anything. Right. So I just have this aversion to that. Right, so I don't want to get vaccinated, um, but if it's a, let's say it's a mandate, or or I need to be vaccinated in, in order to fly, and I want to go visit our uh, friends in Guadalajara and our church down there and, mm-hmm. and do some ministry. Um, for me, I don't have a I don't have a conscience reason not to be vaccinated. I don't I'm not not being vaccinated in order to proclaim the gospel. Mm-hmm. And so even though I have like my own personal and maybe some political reasons that I don't want to, 
I would, that's an area I personally would get vaccinated if, right. if it has to, because I don't feel like not getting vaccinated is going to further my ability to minister for the name of Jesus. So I'm not going to take a stand on that, mm-hmm. even though I personally yeah. would rather not yeah. get, get it. But, mm-hmm. you know, and then so, the other elephant in the room is another can of worms of where's the vaccine come from. And so there's sure, people's sure. But, thoughts but, on that as well. But, but we but, as believers, we're called to wrestle with the why, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So our call is to be subject to. So I, I'm going to entrust myself to God, right? He has put these authorities in place. He's the one that brings vengeance, wrath. He's the one that's got my back and... You know, if right. I'm going to die from some action the government does to me, God is the one that allowed that. Just right. as Jesus standing before Pontius Pilate, right? God is the one that allowed that. And so to add to the, to the debate, yeah, I, I've gotten vaccinated and I did that early on. I didn't have a problem with it. And so there's a, there's a, okay, are we in a debate? Are we going to be mad at each other? Are you going to be mad at me because I did get vaccinated and you, <laughs> or, you or haven't? Or unity of the church more important to right. both of us exactly. than that question? And and I see too is much Is that of, dividing Right. Our country is that dividing our churches? Is that dividing Fellowship Bible Church? Right. And should we allow these things to divide us? And what other worse things could be happening down the road that mm-hmm. is way beyond a vaccine or a mask that could be dividing us? And that's a concern that can we be unified in Christ if what God's word says and listen to the Holy Spirit lead us and guide us in truth instead of be being yeah. divided through the world's eyes and through yeah, the and if I'm ministering to you or I'm ministering to my small group and I ha- if there was a family in my small group that wasn't comfortable with me leading the small group or the community group because I wasn't vaccinated, that would even if the government's not mandating it, even though I don't want to get ma- vaccinated, I think I probably would go get vaccinated mm. because now it's for the gospel's sake, right? Yeah. I have a ministry opportunity that's being closed to me because I haven't been vaccinated. I'm going to go get vaccinated, even though I don't want to. You know, right. even though yeah. I have all those and concerns about it. Yeah. Like you, know? you, you brought yeah. in the Ephesians 6 passage about our struggles against the world and the spiritual forces of evil and that we need to take up the full armor of God. But verse 18 also says that we need to be praying at all times in the spirit. And I think mm-hmm. that that is so important because that reveals our dependence on the Lord. We, um, we need the word. We need the Holy Spirit. We need the presence of God. Um walking with us and leading us through this and the whole context before in 12 and then we're going to get back into this even in 13 is um is about love All you right. know where are we loving god are we loving others and how does that flesh out how does that flesh out and and if you keep going on past verse 18 there in ephesians 6 the content of that prayer because then paul shifts it to praying for him also is that the word of god would be boldly proclaimed mm-hmm. yeah right? right so the so yep. the the whole context of this spiritual battle we're in and what we're praying for as we battle within this world that hates us is that we would be proclaimers mm-hmm. of jesus mm-hmm. christ right um yeah. you know that that's what we're the in battle for the mystery of the gospel but too often yeah. as we as christians and this is why i just threw out the political mm-hmm. things towards the end is we get wrapped up in, and I can, I find, you know, I find myself when I focus on politics, uh, you know, I have strong political views just as much as the next person. And I see, find myself getting caught up into it and getting mad about this or boy, they shouldn't do that. And boy, this is stupid. And why are we doing that? But the, the whole idea of where are my priorities that as I'm, you know, as I'm, backing away from that and saying no my priorities in the midst of the evil corrupt you know whatever situation like am i proclaiming the gospel is that my priority mm-hmm. is that my why when i'm wrestling with the question of 
do I get vaccinated or not get vaccinated? Yeah. Do I wear a mask? Do I not wear a mask? Do I give uh, my guns up? Give my guns up, not give my guns up. And so in the sermon, I didn't want to answer those questions so much as focus our priority on the why of that question. Why am I going to choose to either get vaccinated or not? Why yeah. am I going to choose to either wear a mask or not? Why am I going to choose to give my guns up or not if it's demanded? You know, yeah. like the why was more important. To me. And there's so many different things in our culture that can we can debate, that we can bring up. And just if we can hold to that truth that that is the answer, that we don't necessarily have to be told from the church or the elders, here's how to do what to do for every single question sure. mm -hmm. yeah. we need to seek the guidance and wisdom from god's word when and I, Holy Spirit. I, I think there's a and correct me if i'm wrong dennis but wouldn't there be more of a danger if from the pulpit he did just blanket statement <laughs> a universal scenario you give them up or yeah does that make sense like to to, to give it that easier to say here's definitely what you should do and it doesn't have anything to do about spreading the gospel but more of a specific material thing it just we slide so yeah. that that kind of brings to mind so in my own personal study i'm in jeremiah and uh in jeremiah 27 god he's given this pagan king nebuchadnezzar and he says now i have given all these lands into the hands of nebuchadnezzar the king of babylon my servant and i have given him also the beast of the field to serve him all the nations shall serve him and his son and his grandson until the time of his own land comes and many nations and great kings shall make him their slaves. But if any nation or kingdom will not serve this Nebuchadnezzar king of Babylon and put its neck under the yoke of the king of Babylon, I will punish that nation with the sword and famine and with pestilence. So God's saying, you are under King Nebuchadnezzar. Yeah. And that's if, hard to wrestle with because that guy was bad, words. right? Yes. That guy was a bad yeah. dude. And then, yeah. and then the Lord right. goes on and he's saying, so, so don't listen to your prophets and, yeah. and diviners and your dreamers and your fortune tellers or your Instagram or your Facebook or your political leaders. Like, don't go listen to what they're telling you. This is what I'm saying. And so even with whatever pagan king that God puts over us, we as Christians, we don't have to be afraid because God, he says here, he's going to bring justice. He's going to punish the unrighteousness and he has this plan. It's not going to be thwarted. And he's even using these evil wills for his good purpose, for his yeah. good plan. And so for us, that is just huge a huge comfort. Right. So that that's on the one hand is that, and that gets back to the be subject to every situation, every ruler, right? They're from God and we, we honor, we respect, we understand that came from God. But on the flip side, the other side, I wanted to pull people back from an idea of, well, so anything the government tells me, as long as they're not telling me to murder yeah. this person, then I'm, I got to do it. Right. Like, no, right. we are to yeah. be the church yeah. in the <laughs> midst of that. Mm -hmm. We are to proclaim that we're to call evil, evil. We're yeah. to call good, good. We're to be the, the we're not to be afraid of mm -hmm. any of that. Because the authority that, that God gave Nebuchadnezzar gave is the power of the sword. Right. Right. So I yeah. always have a choice, right? Even the speed limit, I have a choice. Mm -hmm. I was talking to my wife about this yesterday. Because <laughs> this came up in our conversation. Uh, was, yes. She uh, says, well, I'm being, because she was in a hurry and she's like, uh, I'm on the speedy side of things. And so <laughs> we're, she's like, I'm being subject to, because if they pull me over, then I'm going to pay the fine. Like that's the power they have to punish me. And I accept that. But she's I'm accepting in a hurry. the consequences. Right? <laughs> I thought you were going to be the one speeding. But uh, yeah, no, no. Uh, it was her. <laughs> well, it, it's, I love that First Peter 2 passage that you brought out to prioritize our actual calling. Um, 
that we're, we are a holy nation, a people for his own possession. And then I love down in verse 16, I don't think you hit this, but it's, verse 16 says, live as people who are free, not using your freedom as a cover-up for evil, but living as servants of God. Honor everyone, love the brother, brotherhood, fear God, and honor the emperor. Mm. And I just love that, that we do have this freedom, but our freedom is to serve as servants of right. God. And and I would, you know, I would caution people too, because I've seen it like, so there are some workforces that are starting to require, for example, uh, right. vaccinations. Yep. And so now people are coming to the church saying, I want a religious exemption mm. because they allow the religious exemption, mm. which is okay. That's something they've allowed. I would encourage every believer to wrestle with, mm. am I getting that religious exemption because I'm standing on the word of God, wanting to proclaim mm. the name of Jesus? Or is it more like me, Fear. somebody that just doesn't want to get the vaccination? Right. Sure. Yeah. Right. Because God's going to hold us accountable mm -hmm. to that. Right. And that's what I think part of what Peter's saying there is we're not using a freedom to cover up our my own desires. Right. I'm submitting to the authorities. Yes. So you constantly yes. have no. to have that self check. Am, right. am I being honest with myself in in how I'm making these decisions? Or am I am I wrestling with scripture and truth? Or am I just trying to do what I want to do? Yeah. <laughs> and there are some some people that arrive at a conclusion that God doesn't want this is the you know I've talked to people this is a temple of God and I'm not taking any foreign thing in there especially if, you know so they'll they've have wrestled with it on a on a level with God and prayed about it and think mm -hmm. it would be wrong for them to get a vaccination so that would be their conscious and, and, right <laughs> and so in and my my advice to that Christian which is different from my own personal stance would be then you stand on that mm -hmm. but recognize the government has been given authority. Right. And and you you may very because Peter later in first Peter goes on to talk about suffering for righteous mm -hmm. sake. Mm -hmm. So if you're gonna stand on that on on this on our freedom and our righteousness and what our calling is, then be ready to suffer for it. Right. Um yeah. and and that comes with it. And I love how you concluded your biblical examples of people living this out with Jesus. And that mm -hmm. is mm -hmm. the end all be all of how he interacted with Pilate and how Pilate says, I have authority to let you go or to crucify you. And Jesus is like, yeah, you have the authority given by my father. Uh -huh. I, I mean, to me, that raises the notch. We, we often read that. Right? We read that to say kind of like, well, Jesus is underplaying it, saying you really don't have authority. My father has authority. Mm. No. But he's saying, no, my father has given you yeah. that authority. And right? I'm submitting to it. it. And, and I'm submitting right. to it. Yeah. Like that's, right. you know, that's mind blowing. Mm -hmm. right? That's, um, that's yeah, a good that's point. At, at first glance, it reads like Jesus is like being sly right. and saying like, you don't have authority, yeah. but he's literally saying you do. You do. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's so hard. The same way that he was acknowledging that Satan has authority when he was being tempted. Yeah. You know, yeah. the same way. And, and, and again, it just goes back to my very first thought of, man, we just need to have those spiritual eyes and mm -hmm. to recognize, you know, what is the end goal perspective? You know, and what is my worldview? Is my worldview the here and now? Or is my worldview this is temporary? We yeah. had a, a few other kind of questions and brief thoughts wrapped up in something. I feel like we haven't discussed a whole lot yet yeah. here today <laughs> amidst the list. But sure. Uh, throw, throw those out. Let's talk about uh, some of them. The theology of nations and the mm -hmm. idea that they are brought out, what is and isn't under Satan's dominion mm -hmm. and is the government Satan's realm? There have been some different thoughts on it. Mm -hmm. Is that referring to Satan and demons? And then there's also this government, like what... What is Satan's and how are nations coming from that brokenness? There are a lot of questions around, around that. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I, I mean, obviously we, 
just to throw out some stuff, but I would answer the question, yes, the world, and that, that, that term, the world, is uh, uh, interesting uh, in itself. Like, you could do a whole study on that. Mm-hmm. Um, years ago, Andy Stanley did a Bible study I, I really enjoyed because it was based off my favorite movie called The Matrix. <laughs> but he called it The Matrix. And, but he equated this, this, the biblical definition of world, the way the Bible uses the world, as sort of the, the matrix, right? So you remember the old movie, Neo's in this computer system that is controlled by, you know, this... Never seen au- it. Right, this automation. Oh, you're missing out. <laughs> no, well, never Oh, seen you're missing it. out. It's a great no. movie. Yeah. You know, yeah. so uh, in, in the Bible talks about the world in much the same way. It is a system, right? It is a system that is being controlled by Satan, right? He has been given that authority. But he's been given to it by God. And even within that system, God is raising up the individual leaders and mm. nations and, and working through in and all of that to bring about his purposes and glory. Right. So God has given that over to. Um, and in the midst of that, he selected out that one nation. And now we have been grafted into that. Right. So we're now we're co-heirs of the saints of light um, called out of this dark, this realm of darkness that we were living in that we were born into, um, which is the whole world system. And that's the beauty of how nations uh, have come into existence. There's still glory of God being on display through through the church (laughs) and through uh, Christians displaying God's glory. So it's not all just darkness all around us because sure. because we're being judged in the nation because the are church is darkness. still present right, right. Yeah. so there's yeah. still this kind of almost matrix that you're saying of yeah. there's the darkness occurring but then there's the light occurring and you can go over the course of time and you use hitler as an example how can god allow hitler to do that well you pointed out plenty of biblical examples of there's plenty worse uh rulers and nations yeah, that are worse than evil. hitler yes, yeah. lots of evil but still ultimately when we look at scripture it was still for god's glory of, of how the Old Testament played out and nations beating up nations and people dying. And, and how the Holy Spirit happen. in the church is being used to restrain that evil. Like yeah. it's not totally unleashed because God is in his common grace and his common goodness to all mankind is using the church and his Holy right. Spirit to restrain that evil from so, just By the way, a great reason out. to pray for revival and to be the mm-hmm. church proclaiming mm-hmm. the gospel, right? To take so, a stand. So if you're a, a patriot and I consider my self-patriot. I love America. You know, I, I served in the military. I love this country. And you look at the history of it and mm-hmm. you'd, you'd say, okay, there were a lot more percentage-wise, there was a much, a much higher percentage of believers in government positions restraining that evil. So Satan mm-hmm. didn't have in America as mm-hmm. full of a reign as I think fast forward to today, yeah. his, his hand is much freer. Hmm. Um, because there's not as much of that church influence restraining that evil. And um, then, too, like for us as Christians, it's watching this unfold. It um, makes me long for that day when Jesus does come back and he sets up his reign here on earth and we are one nation. Like all of these nations are coming together and we're going to be one united nation under our Lord Jesus Christ. And he's, you know, he, we're going to live in his glory. We're not going to have to have the sun. We're not going to have to have the moon. We're going to be living in his glory, seeing his face. Um, Well, that's pushes back against the idea of a Christian nation Hmm. in that sense, because there's only one, there's only one, there's only one government structure that is perfect. And that is a monarchy Mm. with a perfect King on the throne. Mm -hmm. Right. And that day's coming. Yes. There's a monarchy coming with a perfect king on the throne that loves me. 
that has adopted me. You know, that's, you know, those... And God, and that's the kind of government you want to God be under. And his word is constant. His church is constant. Right. And it's the governments and the nations that come they and come, go. They come and go. And that, mm -hmm. that, that letter from that Chinese yep. pastor was so, he touched on that yep. point. Like he didn't hesitate calling communism evil, do, mm -hmm. calling what they were doing to the church evil. Mm -hmm. um, but he makes that point. He says, listen, if it wasn't this nation, it would be another you know, a hundred years ago, there were pastors being persecuted by a completely different nation for yeah. completely different reasons. And a hundred years from now, it'll be some other, you know what I mean? Yeah. This mindset of not getting hung up in the temporal political battle of today, yeah. um, but having that eternal perspective. And it, yeah. it was cool to, to realize, at least I know for me, like it, it brings about a sense of urgency then of where we are now because i think you can it's easy to live that lie or have a poor understanding of well I, i'm between heaven and hell and I, I i i'm trying to avoid the death and experience the life but but we are dead until we're brought to life in christ mm -hmm. we are spiritually dead brought from death to life mm -hmm. and once we realize that urgency and start to think biblically about everything including our materials then we start to realize like there there's it's not a comfy situation uh, and, and the spiritual warfare has been going and going and going. And it uh, hates us. And it hates us. And, and pre-election, the spiritual war was happening. So if, as we're being fine-tuned to the frequency of the problem, we need to be fine-tuned to the frequency of the solution. And, and to wrestle with a sermon should be an encouragement, not a discouragement for belonging in the local church, too. To have this ability, right? To, yeah. what, what, why are there four of us? Yeah. To hopefully embody and model what can happen in a community group or in a family on the way home uh, of, of, you know, that's where you can wrestle there. with those hard hitting questions. Yeah. And you're not going to get yeah. in a sermon, you know, that you, we got to talk about this mm -hmm. ourselves and mm -hmm. wrestle with it with our families, our spouses, our community groups. And, and, and ultimately like what you ended your sermon with Dennis was be reconciled to God. That is the message that we're bringing um, at, you know, that is the light that we uh, are the light. Be reconciled to God. That's the message. And there's a way God has provided a way for us to be reconciled to him. Right. And the more we, we faithfully disobey the authorities of this world in order to promote that message, the more we call evil, evil, and good, good, and be the church, uh, you know, and that's why I think Peter goes into it, then the suffering mm. is going to come, mm. right? And that is, and, and we can be are going to be subject to that but mm -hmm. we're suffering for the name of christ right mm -hmm. yeah. so that you know yeah. that's where you want to be like if you're going to suffer suffer for the name of christ not don't suffer oh, for being an yeah. evildoer yeah. yeah you know so but yeah. that that goes hand in hand with that being subject to uh civil authority suffer yeah i mean um, in, in first peter there when verse 23 when he was reviled he did not revile in return when he suffered he did not threaten but continued mm -hmm. entrusting himself to him who judges justly he himself bore our sins in his body on a tree that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. By his wounds, you've been healed. That is our message yep. of reconciliation right there. Look at what Jesus has done for us. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. May we ever proclaim that. And in the face of a society that is more and more going to, you know, come out against us, let's get even bolder and mm -hmm. louder. And, you know, if that means we're being hauled off to prison, then praise God. So because all in that, we yep. still proclaim the name of Jesus. Exactly. Mm -hmm. um, it's great. It's good stuff. Knocked it, it out, Dennis. Stuff. Thank you. Yeah. 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 Thank, Thank you. For, for being here. Mark, Solid. Yes, what sir. can we point people to? I know you've been in Iceland. Yeah. But what, what, can you, uh, what can you point people to? Let me tell to you, us? my list is long. <laughs> sure I have, is. from I'm an sure. event standpoint, of 
the other part of my job here at FBC busy, busy. It is busy. I'm just going to promote just the focus coming mm -hmm. up. Mm -hmm. It's called Overflow, Pouring Out God's Love. And we're going to be really honing in on really some of these actions, these, these one and other passages of how we're to live out, display God's love to other people by serving each other. And you can go down, there's dozens of passages that speak to what it looks like to love one another, to serve one another, to accept one another. And there is going to be activities, there's going to be events, there's going to be calls to action as our church during the months of September through November to, to live these things out. How we can relate to one another within our own family, within our own church, within the global church, and then within our community. And and we're going to, it's going to be exciting. It's going to kick off with a... Uh, a fun fellowship together water day. When you think of overflow, what do you think of? You think of water fountains. You think of waterfalls, which I saw plenty in Iceland. <laughs> We're going to have a fun day outside on September 4th where just bring your family, get ready to get wet because let me tell you, it's going to be a water time. park. Water you park. Go. You got <laughs> it. You go. So that's the first thing. But then how do we, how do we live that out? There's going to be opportunities to get plugged into group link. There's going to be uh, in, in community groups, there's going to be a sermon series for four weeks in September on overflow and what that looks like. So that is just the taste of what's to come, and it's going to be exciting. Children's awesome. ministry is uh, the 9 a.m. service is starting in a couple yep. weeks, too, yep. right? So and there's going to be Move Up Sunday here in a couple weeks mm -hmm. for youth August and kids. 22nd. And then there's going to be a parent meeting in the end of the month where mm -hmm. we're going to talk about what's going on with student ministry. So you name it. Things are happening. And go to the website for all the details. Cool. Awesome. Thank you guys for being here. As a reminder to our viewers and listeners, you can find us all over the place. Just type in Sermon Spotlight, Google, all over podcast services. We pop right up. Uh, FBCVA.life is where you can find all the good stuff. The fact of the matter, everybody, is that sermons are not meant to just take an hour, but rather transform a lifetime. Until next week, much love. God bless. God bless.